Hello, this is Bill Lytell one more time with some wisdom for your walk. I want to talk to you about dispensations. There's been a lot of misinformation about the word dispensation. Uh, dispensation is just God's different ways of dealing with mankind that we notice in the Bible. We don't make it up. It's not construed. It's not contrived. They're They're there. And as you read your Bible from cover to cover, and that's why it's so important to read your Bible from cover to cover, not just concentrate on the New Testament or part of the New Testament, but the whole. The Bible, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, that's in the New Testament, but that was before the New Testament was actually put together. When Paul wrote that, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and Timothy, uh, they only had one Bible. That was the Old Testament. So he was talking about the Old Testament. The New Testament had not been put together yet. A lot of people want to try to be what they call ultra-dispensationalists. That's a person who tries to relegate the Bible into parts, like the Old Testament doesn't apply to us anymore, or the uh, Gospels don't apply to us because that's the Gospel of the Kingdom, and uh, the church hadn't started yet to the book of Acts. Some people start the church in the beginning of the book of Acts, some towards the end of the book of Acts. And they got all kinds of different things. And they only really respect, an ultra-dispensationalist will only respect the book of Acts through the book of Revelation. So they think that's all the part of the Bible that's for them. Of course, that's wrong. It's imbalanced. It's not, it's not your traditionally orthodox view of Scripture. And I think there's such a thing as move not the ancient landmarks which your forefathers have set. That's the Bible. I believe the principles of the Old Testament, the teachings of the Old Testament, by the way, twice, both in the book of Romans and 1 Corinthians, it mentions that the, the things formerly done, the things of the Old Testament, were for our learning, our exhortation. When we see David sin with Bathsheba, we're warned, hey, look, be careful. Even a man of God can fall if he gets lazy or gets careless. So we learn all kinds of principles from the uh, the Old Testament. We learn from the first five books of the Bible. Man, how the world began. Every major doctrine in Scripture is mentioned in the book of Genesis. And interestingly enough, it's finished and completed in the book of Revelation. The book of Genesis and the book of Revelation are like bookends in a library. They begin the Bible, they end the Bible. Now, that's not possible unless God had inspired and preserved His Word. Uh, we know that the Bible spans about a 3,500-year period of time, written by something like 44 authors, uh, separated from each other in different time periods of life. And so how could it possibly agree unless God himself made it happen? And if I may say they did, the longer I study the Bible, the more understanding I am that God put it together. And uh, at 70 years old, I have some experience in that area. Let's get back to the seven dispensations. First of all, why dispensations? Why did God deal seven different ways with mankind? Well, he, he wanted to prove that man cannot rule himself while he has an evil nature. There's no possibility of man successfully ruling himself uh, with this evil nature. Under each system, under each dispensation, man failed and had to be judged. In each dispensation, God answers Satan's and man's accusations against himself. And by the way, Satan's called the accuser of the brethren. So let me go through seven accusations. And the answer 
for each one. one the dispensation basically answers these accusations. Number one, the accusation is if a man had a perfect environment, he would succeed. People believe if I just had a better environment, I'd succeed. Uh, that is answered by the dispensation of the garden, the dispensation of innocence. Uh, the second accusation is if the spark of good or divine in man was fanned, he would excel, he would make it. If we just had uh, better training, better discipleship, uh, that was answered by the dispensation of conscience, which ended, of course, in failure. The third accusation is man can rule himself uh, fine without God. He doesn't need God to rule himself. Well, that is answered by the third dispensation of human government, in which we see failed miserably. The fourth accusation is man failed because God made it too difficult, too difficult to be saved, too difficult to follow, and that's answered by the dispensation of promise, beginning there in Genesis chapter 12 with Abraham. The fifth accusation is man failed because of a lack of specific instruction. We just need more specifics. We didn't have clear enough instruction. Well, that was answered by the dispensation of the law. Uh, the Ten Commandments, the two greatest commandments, as uh, summarizing 613 specific commandments to the children of Israel, which, of course, they failed miserably as you read the Old Testament. The sixth accusation is man failed because God did not help him enough. If God would have just come and helped us, we would have succeeded. This is answered by the dispensation of grace. The end of the dispensation of grace is the apostasy of the people of God, apostasy of Christianity, of course, failing miserably. Uh, and the seventh uh, accusation, which is not finished yet, and we're not there yet, is man failed because he lacked leadership. If man would have had just the right leader, if he'd have had the right example, this is answered by the dispensation of the millennium, the millennial dispensation, the seventh dispensation, uh, which G G King Jesus rules from the New Jerusalem and uh, for 1,000 years without Satan. Satan's bound and then cast into the pit, and so he's not able to tempt people. Towards the end, he's released. Why is he released? to show that man will fail even with the best leadership. Some people think if we had a better government, well, better government's nice and it helps Christianity spread easier and it's more conducive, but the truth is government's not where it's at. The only answer is the Lord Jesus Christ himself through new birth and a change of the old nature. And so I hope that, I hope that helps you. By the way, I want to answer some things on the seven dispensations. Man cannot live without God's help. These are things you need to remember. Man cannot live without God's help. The seven dispensations prove that. The evil nature of man must go for man to succeed. God must take our sin on himself through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, uh, his death, burial, and resurrection, sealing that gift of salvation offered us free by simple faith, repentance, and faith. Repentance in God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. We must have the adoption of sons. Well, what is that? Well, in Romans chapter 8, verse 23, it says, Not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, or which is the redemption of our body. See, we're saved, born again, positionally complete, but practically we're not complete. Uh, I'm still in this old nature. I got this fight going on between the Spirit and the flesh every day, 
constantly. I think you feel it too, and it's it's tiresome. Well, that's when I die and when I receive the new body of Christ has for me, and without that old nature, I'll be complete in him and be able to live with him uh, forever without sinning, without failure. And we then will be, once and for all, finally home. The Bible calls it the restoration of all things. In Acts chapter 3, verse 21, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restoration, restitution, excuse me, restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his prophets since the world, world began. Acts chapter 3, verse 21. So I hope this helps you some. These seven dispensations are not seven different ways to be saved. Salvation always has been through faith or belief, belief in God and his words. Belief in God and his words. And each dispensation, whatever they were commanded, if they would have faith in God enough to do his words, they would, they would be considered part of the righteous and been saved. You're saved by grace through faith. Ultimately, those 2,000 years before the cross look forward to the salvation they purchasing was going to be purchased for them in Jesus Christ. We here in in 2022 look back 2000 years on the cross almost and we look back for our redemption in the in the salvation purchased by grace through faith in the death burial and resurrection of Christ. So we look back prospectively uh, in faith to Jesus they looked forward in faith to Jesus, promised, by the way, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. So the, the Messiah was promised, that seed which would crush the serpent's head, was promised all the way back in Genesis. And Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and all those boys put their faith in that of God and his word, what they knew of him, and were saved by faith. So people are saved from dispensation to dispensation. They're saved from, by faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now that was back in Genesis chapter 12. The just shall live by faith. I hope this helps you some and uh, maybe clear up this whole teaching on dispensations. Dispensations are something obvious to the Bible student in the Bible. And we get truth out of all the Bible, all the way from Genesis to the book of Revelation, these two bookends on the Word of God. We learn everything we need to know about God in this life from the Holy Bible. Read the whole Bible. Don't read part of the Bible. Read the entire Word of God. It'll put you in good perspective. It'll give you a good sound foundation. May the Lord help you with a little wisdom for your walk.